0: One says it's awful, the other says it's great. It's time to buckle in for a dynasty debate. Welcome in, welcome in, welcome in episode 111 of the dynasty debates the best kept secret in all of dynasty fantasy football i am your humble host as always evan brown the humblest host in the biz you can catch me on twitter at ffevan lucian you can follow the show at dynasty debates or you can drop me an email dynasty debates at gmail.com there are many ways to get in touch and let me know what you love what you hate what you want to hear more of and what you never want to hear again on this show guys The divisional breakdowns, these are a treat. I'm enjoying it. I'm getting super psyched, getting super pumped for the season, which is right around the corner. We are covering off the AFC South this week. It has been a treat so far. The last two episodes have been great. If you've missed them, go check them out. Again, just a very quick PSA these specific episodes were recorded at the end of July, so they are a couple weeks old. I am away on holiday with the fam for three whole weeks in the US of A, but I wanted to make sure you guys got that sweet, sweet content. Um, yeah, so if we miss one or two little like training incidents or or, or injuries or something like that, that's why. But still, 90-95% of the information is good to go. And I stand by it. I think you'll have a great time. And if you don't mind dropping a little rating review while you're at it, that would be much appreciated. Enjoy. The main event. Fight! We are talking AFC South. I have one of the best guests you could possibly imagine. It is the man, the myth, the legend, Memphis from the from the Dynasty Warzone at DWZ Memphis on Twitter. Go give them a follow. If you've missed the first two, shame on you. Go back and check them out. The Colts, Titans, well worth the price of admission. We are talking Houston Texans today. So, bit of a crazy uh crazy team to talk about these days with all of the the shenanigans, shall we say, that have been going on over there as we have been doing with the divisional breakdown i'm going to give you a little snapshot of the of last year with the team we're going to talk about sort of what our expectations are for this year any buys sells stashes that we may have and uh yeah we're just going to have a good time it's going to be a great time i'm sure i will laugh loads because memphis is not only a sharp analyst he's a funny funny dude memphis are you ready to talk some texans you know i I am ready to talk some texans i am
1: a this is a friend you know You get a root for like one division rival or maybe a better way of phrasing that is not root against. I kind of like Houston, you know, Um, I I would like to see them get this thing back on track, do well. Um, I don't think they can. I think much like the other team we're going to discuss at some point, Jacksonville, the Cleveland Browns, the Detroit Lions, no matter how much we think. They're on the right track. They just, they just can't get out of their own way. They were born with two left feet. They just trip over themselves. But the Houston Texans, uh, I, I am ready to go.
0: Let's do it. So if we're looking back at last year, the Texans were... Yeah, it, it was a bad year. I mean, there's no way to sugarcoat this. It was, I'm not gonna try and, and and doll it up at all. They finished four and 13, third in the division, um, unceremoniously dumped head coach, uh, one-year wonder head coach David Colley and offensive coordinator Tim Kelly. Um, both gone. They promoted defensive coordinator lovey smith to head coach which i was a pretty surprising move at the time but i'm excited for him i hope he does well and they installed pep hamilton as the offensive coordinator he was the qb coach the year before for davis mills Um, as far as some sort of movement on the offensive side of the ball they've kind of just continue to throw some darts here it looks like they signed chris Connolly to a one-year contract uh two million dollars chris moore one year uh 1.8, 18 million. dare a two year three million dollars royce freeman one year just over one million um, they signed kyle allen to a one year two and a half million as the backup quarterback uh, they did successfully one of the best moves they've made in a long time they managed to trade away deshaun watson to cleveland Brown to the Cleveland Browns and they got three firsts plus a couple extra picks thrown in. So got an absolute haul for a guy who, shall we just say, has some issues going on legally and, and uh, PR wise. Um, they managed, They signed Marlon Mack as well from your beloved Colts on a one year, $2 million deal. And they extended Brandon Cooks two years, $39.7 million. And then in the draft, they made a couple of moves that I really liked. They helped bolster the offensive line, which was a massive need. They drafted John Mechie third in the second round out of Alabama. And they drafted Damian Pierce out of Florida, running back in the fourth round so a lot of movement a lot of moving pieces there um what are your thoughts i mean do you have any sort of positive feelings or vibes or is this just going to be another train wreck in 2022 memphis
1: i really do and i don't want to spoil my buy so i'll just say there are a couple of sneaky options on this team that i i really you know i'm going to give you one because my other guy's a buy as well I I really like Davis Mills. I really like him with with, with Pep Hamilton. I, I think that even though we mentioned it on a on a previous pod, I think it was, if I remember correctly, the Titans pod that the uh the NFL is going to be getting up to five to six rookie QBs in twenty twenty-three. And I think there's a good chance that that Houston may not invest. I really do. I think Davis Mills could be another of that somewhere around like that Dak, kirk cousin range you know he was a pretty highly recruited uh college you know quarterback coming into college played in stanford you don't, they don't let dum-dums into stanford by the way and, and smart kid good school big athlete uh, i like the addition of pep hamilton so i'm pretty excited by what i think his future could be Um, he's the kind of guy that's got like uh QB 2 and a super flex written all over him, you know, potentially over the next half decade. So, we'll see what the season looks like, but uh, I'm pretty excited by by Davis Mills. I know it's things, things you never thought you'd say for a thousand Alex.
0: Yeah, no, I agree. I love that you put that one out there because I genuinely, I've talked so much about Mills. I remember one of the first Um, shows I did in the off season there just as the season ended was kind of talking about like sneaky buys and stuff and I'd I'd mentioned Davis Mills at the time I've been talking about him all off season so I'm glad to hear you talk about him Um, it feels good I like it I'm all aboard that so again one of the things just before we kind of move on into our actual player buys and sells and things like that I want to look at kind of last year as far as the underlying stats for the Texans I know they've had a change in coaching um, but the guys have been promoted from within there could be some things that we can look at in some areas. Areas that we can see that they were wanting to address, as far as they were, you know, as far as, far as pace of play, they were nineteenth, so kind of middle of the pack, a little bit lower than middle of the pack, but just in in and around there, not too too fast, not too slow. um And as far as when we look into so, sort of the the more advanced statistics to see how successful or not successful they were with their offense, it's pretty pretty bad reading. So I'm gonna encourage you to look away if you're a Texans fan. Last year in DVOA, they finished thirtieth, so second from last for the you mathematicians out there again dvoa is just defensive adjusted value over average means how good or bad did a, an offense produce based on their circumstances based on points scored and things like that when we look at their success rates for running and passing Again, just so it's not jargon and just ethereal, put some facts and figures on here for you. A play is considered successful when it gains at least 40% of yards to go on first down, 60% of yards to go on second down, and 100% of yards to go on third or fourth down. So when we're looking at those sort of metrics, the Texans were 38 8% 8% successful in run success. And if you're thinking that sounds very low, it was 32nd. So it was low. It was not good. They could not get a run game going to save their life. As far as the passing game, they were 45% successful in the passing game, which was 22nd. So still not great. Nothing to write home about, but certainly better than last place. Um, so for a grand total of 42% of successful plays between pass and run, which was 31st. So you can see there was a lot of work to be done. And then when we look at the actual sort of distribution of how the targets were going around, they were 24th in total target volume, just under 500 passing attempts to various positions, 491, 13th in in percentage to the wide receivers. So they did pepper the wide receivers there, 60.3% of the targets going to the wide receiver position, almost 300 targets they were 18th in percentage to the running backs, 19.6. So almost 20% of the targets going to the running backs and they were 20th in percentage to tight ends, So fairly even spread there, um, but a pretty good sized chunk going to the wide receivers. So Memphis, if I had to ask, if I had to press you for a number here, scale of one to 10, where, where are you with confidence for the offensive pieces here on the Houston Texans going into 2022?
1: I am going to say a six and a half. I think Davis Mills is going to be solid. And how about this? We can't do this, but and I, I'm not always a big hypothetical guy, but if we were to put both Davis Mills and give him a carbon copy of what the Jets have done this offseason for Zach Wilson, and give him a carbon copy of the offensive line, the offensive play calling, the offensive skill position players, you would get better production out of Davis Mills in a one-for-one comparison than you would Zach Wilson. But that being Mm. said, he doesn't have Garrett Wilson. He doesn't have Elijah Moore. He doesn't have Corey Davis. He didn't get... Um, Jeremy Ruckert drafted out of Ohio State. He didn't get C.J. Uzoma. He didn't get Tyler Conklin. He didn't get Lakin Tomlinson. He didn't get all these pieces. He got John Mechie, who I really like, and Marlon Mack. We. I mean, it just it's, it's just not good. So I like the quarterback play. Uh, Brandon Cooks, uh, an underrated stud that we all love, uh, goes without saying there. But then not a lot to write home about after you get past after you get past those two guys from a dynasty and a redraft standpoint. I think Marlon Mack might
0: have a little seasonal value, but not super excited. Not
1: really. Six and a half. (laughs) Maybe a six,
0: but six and a half. It's, it's it, not a respectable number. I mean, you know, I was expecting you could have potentially gone a five or four and a half or something like that, but I, I agree. I think I would say probably about a six. I feel like there's going to be some sneaky value in the roster, um, but it's not going to be like blow your socks off. You know, you can't wait. You're just like knocking the door down to get these players on. I do like Davis Mills. He is one of my sort of buys. Can I give your, your
1: listeners, the good listeners of the dynasty debates, one of my favorite things to do? And if you've never done it, you will really – it's two social media hacks for dynasty are you ready like everybody loves a good hack right yes please i mean you must love a good hack you have me on here as a podcast host um, Hey, <laughs> so, so so here are my two hacks start a second instagram don't doesn't even have to have a picture and all you follow is all 32 nfl team but wait there's more start uh, if you don't have twitter start a twitter account all i want you to do is follow and find All of the beat writers and reporters for your local team. If you don't know who it is, go to ESPN. They have all of their beat reporters listed for all 32 teams. Then you search the Kansas City newspaper, Kansas City newspaper beat reporter Chiefs. You find that person, you follow them, you get yourself about 50 or 60 follows. That's all you follow. And during training camp season, you watch Instagram for all the highlights, one handed catches, you know, people just, you know, Playing great, who's gelling, who's vibing, who's who who's developing chemistry. And then you can go to your Twitter account, you can reaffirm that same thing that your eyeballs told you, hey, I'm seeing this chemistry. And then you have a beat reporter saying John Mechie and Davis Mills are vibing in camp. And then all of a sudden you know that that's someone to target in a a dynasty league. That's been a hack of mine for the last three or four years. And the Instagram was really fun. If you enjoy the story feature where you just flash across the top pretty quick that that that's a great way to pass a uh, a lunch break at work that is beautiful
0: guys i uh I, I think you know Memphis may have just gone silent there because I believe he just dropped the mic. That was some knowledge. That was a a writer downer, as as Memphis would say. Um, I, I mean, you mean you know you can tell I listen I listen. I'm I'm a big fan. I got I got your catchphrases. So absolutely agree with that. I Love that. That is a great. That is some of the stuff that I do. I follow um, just on my Twitter page. I do follow uh, at least one beat reporter from every NFL team, so I can completely agree and vouch that that is a great tip that's something i do every year listen out for those kind of tidbits coming out of camp i remember getting on to michael gallup that way i remember getting on to kj osborne that way last year um you know just hearing a lot of the buzz coming out of camp and things and people were like who the heck's kj osborne they didn't even know who the name was last year and that certainly paid off dividends what about then your biggest buy like who are you getting rid of is there anybody that you're trying to flip before the season starts for me it's damian pierce and the season's not even started
1: I know a lot of people really liked him in the process. I was not a big Damien Pierce guy. I don't see it. I know he came out of the SEC. I think he's a little bit of an older prospect. I, I think one thing that you're going to learn about the the NFL, if you don't already know, is that old, stodgy head coaches like Lovey Smith, like old, stodgy running backs, and I don't know about the the, the the receiver, that the, the running back that I'm kind of really interested in is goomba Wale, the pass catching back. Damian Pierce, not known for the best hands in the world. Marlon Mack's got pretty good hands. Not the healthiest guy in the world. So if you're looking for like a, uh, if you're still drafted in best ball and looking for like a cheap a cheap buy, like a late round flyer, Darway Agumbo Wale is like your dead last pick. It and horrible. And I'm selling John, uh I'm excuse me, not, not John Mechie, I'm selling uh Damian Pierce.
0: Okay. Well look, I guess we'll have to agree to disagree on this one. I I do I'm not I wouldn't, I'm certainly not a truther or anything like that, but I did like Damian Pierce and I felt like he was underutilized in Florida. So it'll be interesting to see how it plays out, but I agree with what you're saying. It makes sense because I think we all get excited about these rookies. And then sometimes the, the lovey Smiths and the Bruce Arians of the world just kind of um, completely rain on our parades and they don't, they don't play the rookies the way that we want them to. But I, I for me, I, the guy that I'm saying goodbye to is actually Marlon Mack and, and really just for a couple of reasons. I mean, a, he, he was never even in his quote unquote prime. He's not an old guy yet, but even in his heyday, he was never like lighting the world on fire. He was never a top 12, you know, or, you know, not even in top 15 dynasty running back, even when we were excited about him. Um, he's not an overly elite pass catching back by any means. Um, he's come off that obviously that Achilles tear, which is a pretty big deal. So I think there's some hype for him at the moment and justifiably so he could very well end up being the dude there in, um, in, in Houston this year. We don't know, but for me, again, a guy who's come off an Achilles, who was never an elite running back anyways, on a pretty poor offense. If I can flip him for some, some, some good return, or if I can use him one thing again, to Memphis's point from earlier, uh, where we were talking about the 23 seconds being really valuable. Marlon Mack, those kind of players are the guys that I'm trying to say here, let me give you my Marlon Mack and my 23 third, you give me your 23 second. So I'm using them to kind of jump up a little bit into the draft into that sweet spot where I'm expecting there to be a lot of value. Um, but that that's who I would probably be getting rid of uh, who I think there's maybe some value that I'm not seeing as a long term possible asset what about a sneaky stash then do you have anybody that you're kind of like just just hiding away on the roster and hoping to see some good returns on in the future there memphis i mean i'm, I'm gonna pick somebody because that's what the audience tunes in for uh, but
1: man i'm on ourlads.com forward slash texans and it is a barren wasteland I know people might want to hear Nico. Is there just Coff- a picture of a tumbleweed, dude? It, it's it's bad. It, it it's it's super bad. Um, I, I'm going to go with Quinterio Tegan, rookie tight end, taken in the fifth round of this year's draft. Uh, I know people are talking a lot about Brevin Jordan, uh, out of Miami. Uh, both these guys are fifth round picks. Uh, I, I don't know that you get much, but if you're out there kicking over rocks and tumbleweeds see there you go Another transition a- a- and you find a quintario tegan and you want to throw him on the back end of a talk uh, of a taxi squad i wish you all the damn best How about you who's your guy
0: The the guy that i have is actually someone who i really kind of liked last year it's nico collins um he comes in at wide receiver 78 so again what i like is that he's very cheap. So he may be on some waiver wires already. I think people have kind of been out on him pretty quickly, but Nico Collins, I really enjoyed, um, his college tape. I really like, you know, he was sort of a Donovan people's Jones, sort of that kind of character. Um, you know, he's definitely got something, something to his game that I'm excited to see if it of, ever does develop. So I think last year was being so rough. You know, just in general, we saw what the DVOA was like. We saw how how the offense went um, you know, under Davis Mills did great at the end of the season, but there was a lot of ups and downs in the middle. Um we had Tyrod Taylor season, which is never a good time. Um, you know, at least in my opinion, and yeah, for me, Nico Collins is one of those guys that he's so cheap, it's easy enough to just stash or get him thrown in onto a deal and just see what happens. Even if he just means a little bit of boost in his value from wider 78 prices to a wide receiver 50-ish price, um, it's still a ROI that would be I would be hopeful of. And he's young enough where, you know, you don't know. This is only going to be his second year in the league, so he could make a little bit of a jump and be an actual useful piece, especially if Davis Mills takes another step forward like we hope. But there you go, folks. We have talked through the Houston Texans what we hope what we expect what we'd love to see and i'm going to ask my buddy memphis here do you have a bold prediction for the houston texans in 2022
1: i do i am going to tell you that davis mills of the 2021 no this is a bit of a a nuanced take but of the 2021 second year qb so the, the qbs that were drafted in the 2021 rookie class davis mills Will have the second best season of all those quarterbacks. So you have Trevor Lawrence, you have Justin Fields, you have Trey Lance, you have uh, I'm drawing a blank on some Mac Jones, Mac Jones, and, th- and, th- and th- there's one more. And out of all those, oh Trevor Lawrence, Mister Trevor Lawrence. Out of all those guys, uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna save my other one for for a future pod. You may want to go back and listen to all four because I'm not going to tell you which one. But Davis Mills is the QB two on the, uh, the, the 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 second year QBs. I have one
0: QB ahead of him from that 2021 class. Wow, that is spicy. I love it. I, I really like Davis Mills. So I will be very, very excited if that does come to be. Uh, I think my bull prediction is... I'm just going to say that I think that they are going to be a better team than we expect. I like, I would hope to, I just hope to see that. I think, I actually think Lovey Smith is a good coach. I think that, you know, Pep Hamilton does wonders for young quarterbacks. Um. I, I mean, they finished four and 13 last year. I'm going to say that they managed to get to like six or eight wins this year so i think they will be a respectable team that you know is feisty and and putting up a fight there and they're not going to be an easy out so i like to see um them take a step forward davis mills continue to progress obviously davis mills gonna ball out we've heard it from memphis who you know memphis is many things but he's not a liar so there you go folks we heard it here first um houston texans in the bag hopefully you've enjoyed that and hopefully you'll join us for our last last team in the afc south and we're going to talk jacksonville jaguars i drive zero rb in dynasty pass up a young receiver nah i couldn't be me my fifth wide receiver and it's only round seven not sure if i'm dead because i think this is heaven Now, forget what he said and listen to me what you really want to do is stack those rb Just let me be frank Those Arby's on your roster is money in the bank One says it's awful, the other says it's great It's time to buckle in for a dynasty debate